This week on the Best Friends Fancast, we will talk about the Monday episode, Bert Kreischer wishes you'd stop calling him fat, and the Thursday episode, Greg Heller returns, Allison's zip fly confusion, Daniel's fall, plus super exciting Patreon live stream. Now on with the show. Welcome to the Best Friends Fancast, an Allison Rosen fan podcast. I am your host, Lisa Lowry. And I am your host, Rafael Marquez Castaneda. <laughs> Did you forget? <laughs> uh, sure. Let's okay. go with that. <laughs> How are you, little Rafi? I'm doing all right. I am super excited that this time next week, I'll be in California and we'll be getting ready to go see Allison at the something big fest in corona del mar <laughs> big adventure fest in costa mesa when That's... you started saying corona i'm like oh god because corona <laughs> is a gross place uh it's right next to norco and it's that smells like cow shit but yes opposite into the spectrum costa mesa <laughs> yeah all those things that uh, you corona said. del mar is, is close to costa mesa and that is where allison lived so i could see how you could get it mixed up yeah, either way, super excited. I hope everyone listening to this in California can make it. I have received word that the popular Wisconsin farm girl, Megan Parkansky, will still be in Wisconsin because that's that's where she belongs, apparently. Oh, dang it. <laughs> All right, well, I have an extra ticket for whoever wants to go. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. We should uh, advertise that. Yes. So uh, we bought the we bought like two people two pack bundles to make them cheaper and me and Jen teamed up and you have an empty now, right? Yes, I uh me and my my pal Ghost are going to go. No, uh so if Ray Morgan if you want to go, Scott Marquez, uh I've got a ticket, so, you know, hit me up. Or anybody else that's in California that's going to go because you should go. It's Allison. Speaking of that, I have shout outs and call outs. Let's do call outs first. I well, oh, I don't know if you do have it. any, but I have a call out. Um, oh, I do. Oh, good. <laughs> My call out is to the people, and I hope that they don't listen to the show. <laughs> well, I'm not going to name them personally anyway. But when Allison posted that she was going to be doing this big adventure fest, the support in comments is I don't I don't understand these people. The people that say, oh. Just uh, you should be coming to my city. That that's all they say. Or um, who's going to be um, who are you recording with? Because that's going to be my deciding factor. And oh well, I am in Orange County, but the price of the tickets, I I <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> my Mexican roots just popped right out. <laughs> um, to you, I I'm calling you all out. How about support Allison? She's not running the show. She's not setting the prices. She's not booking where it's at. She's pregnant and she's doing something. So fucking port her. <laughs> okay, so I guess I'll, I'll start with my call outs then as well. First and foremostly, Scott Marquez. <laughs> <laughs> he continues to uh, call me mean names on Twitter. 
uh, really They're hurtful. endearing, cute names, Little Rafiki. <laughs> and uh, also, he uh, you say he lives in California or goes to school here at least? There. He does live in California, yes. Okay, Scott Marquez, you listen to this show, so clearly you're an Allison fan. You got to come out to the Big Wonder Fest in uh Big Wonder I already, Fest. I, I already forgot what it, it's the city's called again. Costa, Costa Mesa. Mesa. Yes. yes. Uh so come on out, Scott Marquez. We got to meet in person. We're possibly related. Uh even though you call me mean names on Twitter. Uh that's also like, that's what family calling does. out Sorry. That's what family does. Oh yes. <laughs> also calling out Megan Parkansky. Not only is she going to miss Big Adventure Fest in Costa Mesa next weekend, she is missing the Green Bay Packers in L.A. this weekend. Like, she goes to Wisconsin and then they leave. It's like, (laughs) come on. I wish that game would be happening next week, but unfortunately it's uh, this weekend. So if anyone's going to go see the Rams versus the Packers, uh, yeah, have a good time. Also, calling out the people who... I, I haven't seen many of these complaints, but if they're complaining, like, well, if they say come to my city, that's one thing because it's like, yeah, I get it. You can't travel to California because you have a real life, unlike some people, uh, <laughs> for this festival. But also, if there's like a festival in your city, which nowadays every major city has one, eventually, you know, eventually, some time of the year, like, try to contact them and let them know that. You want these performers to be there, and maybe Allison can be in your city. But if you just, you know, put it on the onus on her, that that's not her job. Like, you know, she's not going to go on tour because she's pregnant. So if you want her to be in your city, you're going to have to be proactive about it. And I'm speaking to myself as well because next time there's, like, some kind of comedy festival, the High Plains Comedy Festival every year, I should I should be contacting them and saying, hey – you know who you should get? Allison Rosen. And uh, maybe she'll bring Greg Heller with her. Uh, that would be a great tag along. Uh, that's a really good point, Lil Rafi. I never really thought about that. See, I being spoiled here because she does live locally, so I have a choice to go or not. It's easy for me, so I never really like think about that. But that's a good point. Well, how about we move on to uh, shout-outs? All right. I have a whole slew. Do you want to go first? Yeah, really quick. Just shout out to everyone in California. I'm going to give you a shout out. So hopefully you come to the big wonder, big fantastic fest in Costa Mesa. Uh, So that's um, Bruised by Dawn. That's going to be Ray, Jen, the other Jen. Uh, Man, I can't remember people's names. Trice, come on down. Um, Paul apparently is back in California. He should be there. We got to meet in person. I owe you beer. Same with you, uh, Bruised by Don. Come on out. Uh, and other people whose names I don't remember because I'm forgetful. Uh, you reminded me, Demian and Suzanne. They're both up close to where Paul's at now, like the Bay Area-ish. M- more close to each other than, say, Lee Bruns and Jay Inslee. <laughs> how i just lump everyone together they actually are in a close proximity to each other so it's doable also like you said trice they're all up in northern california which is basically a a, a whole different state who would you like to give a shout out to lisa 
I would like to shout out Brittany, of course. I can't wait to hear about your trip, although I've been following it, of course, on Instagram. It's hard not to, and I'm super, super jealous. And I think, little Rafi, you and I, let's just go to Paris. Fuck it. Uh, You're a yeah. why do I need to go with you? <laughs> I was trying to remember a, a quote from Seinfeld where, let's just go to Paris. <laughs> uh, again, well, if we go on the Ted Danson plane, I'm in for sure. But yeah, shout out to Brittany because I follow her on Instagram and like, you know, one second she's over here. Next thing I open the app and she's eating cheese in France or something. I was like, I was like, how long was I asleep? <laughs> and then but, she's driving uh, on the wrong side of the road. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or it's weird. whatever. It is weird. Uh, my other shout outs are to Mika, Paul. I'm counteracting your call out to Scott Marquez because he's our fan, Lil Rafi. So he can call mm. you Lil Rafiki or whatever he wants to call you. <laughs> I <Sorry>. disagree. <laughs> I know. Uh, also, Lauren Kelly, Ray Morgan. Uh, I think I already said Trice, but I'll say it again because he's worth it. Michelle Smith, Teal, Dr. Jen, Bruce by Don. Uh, Manuel Garcia. I don't know if he listens, but he's very, uh, very nice on Twitter. And Martha Cooper, Lee Bruns, James Leroy Wilson, happy birthday and thank you for listening. But also Dax Schaefer, who was on this Thursday episode uh, of Allison's, of Allison's, you know, the show we talk about. Uh, he joined me yesterday to do a little uh, recording and I asked him a lot of questions that people sent sent to me and, and we had a great time talking over an hour and a half. So I think we're just going to have a special episode of just that because he was uh, really delightful to talk to. Uh, yes. Huge shout out to Dax and also happy birthday to our favorite serial killer-esque named person, James. That was much nicer way of saying it. I'm like, I'm not even going to say serial killer, but esque. That's perfect. See? It keeps and it in the shout out section. And it's just, just his name, you know. As far as we know, he he's not murdering people. As far as we know. And I have not, for some reason, whoever I ordered the book from is his book. Uh, Ron Paul is a nut and so am I. I'm really excited to read it. I haven't yet to receive it, but that has something to do with him. So uh, I'm excited. I'm just excited to read it. Sounds interesting. Oh, we'll get to your JMO later on, Lisa. Don't you oh, worry. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm like, if I post this JMO, Lil Rafi's going to be so mean to me. <laughs> me? Uh, what am I, Scott Marquez? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, he's going to mention my fake books. I know it's going to happen. Okay. <laughs> Shall we talk about Monday? Let's do it. Okay. I wrote down a lot of the shows that Burt Kreischer is a, is a part of, whether it's a show or a podcast. Um, secret time show something's burning and his podcast i think he has more than one but the open tabs podcast that i think he just started or or something that's new is very it's an interesting premise and it could really i guess well <laughs> mine would just be very boring because it'd be the same ones all the time but uh it's an interesting premise uh, i'm curious which those tabs would be <laughs> if they're the same all the time <laughs> Well, nothing exciting. I don't put porn on my computer. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I, or any, anywhere. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> mm -hmm. the theater of the mind is great, little Rafi. So, uh, anyway, oh my God. Always goes back to the Vans box. Uh, oh my God, that just really threw me off. So, I think I'm blushing. <clears throat> 
Is it hot in here? <laughs> it's just you, apparently. <laughs> oh, that was a little I Love Lucy throw, throw in as well. All right. Bert Kreischer has a theory about putting what you do out there everywhere until people find you and they become a fan. And it, it reminded me sort of of George Costanza and the by Menon Costanza, where you just kind of like seep your way in. And all of a sudden people are like, I think I like this guy. <laughs> Uh, it's an interesting theory. Yeah. Uh, I I think it is smart to, like, put your work out there everywhere for free for people to get it. Because uh, I know this, this has worked on me several times. Um, going back to last week, uh, I played a song or two. No, I think it was just one. From the Clips album, Hell Hath No Fury. And I remember I downloaded it illegally and I literally listened to it for like six weeks straight. Just nothing but that album over and over and over. And I was like, I've gotten so much free uh, <laughs> music just for this last month. I was like, I might as well just buy this album because clearly I fucking love it. And I bought it and yeah, no regrets. So if I feel like... uh you know, it's like it's like drug dealers. You gotta give them that first taste for free, and then they're hooked, and then you ruin their lives. Wow, I think that's what our show is, isn't it? We're just getting people hooked on this on this drug. That was uh, some really high praise for myself. <laughs> okay, I probably will just cut that out. So they talked about this whole this whole bro dude uh, culture. I don't understand a lot of it. I have a couple of questions. First of all, boofing. I feel like we may have talked about this on here. Maybe it's just I've never heard. I can't remember hearing that term before. And the fact that Allison was like, oh, is anal chugging boofing? I'm like, no, that's anal sex. Like, oh, um, how do you feel about anal sex and anal chugging? <laughs> okay. First of all, boof is not anal sex. The What is the it? Way, I'm the not way looking I... that up. What I understand boofing to be is just putting something in your butt, like to hide it, like say illicit oh, drugs when you're like trying keistering. to. Exactly. Uh, I just looked it up here on Urban Dictionary, and that is so. Definition number two says to stick something up your butt, generally drugs, but can include anything. Uh, but the first one here, according to them, to abuse any illicit substance via insertion into one's rectum. So <clears throat> it is not. I, I, it's not anal sex. That's ridiculous. But, uh, yeah, if you got a, you know. Keister uh, a wiener, then you're <laughs> technically boofing. <laughs> if, yes. If you have to hide a penis <laughs> while you're <laughs> crossing the border for some reason, go ahead and, and boof that. But, uh, I think we've talked about anal sex before. Oh. Uh, it's, it's not something that I'm particularly interested in but you just like the big butts you don't need to penetrate them uh yeah i, I like big butts but i i'm not into you cannot lie. <laughs> i'm not into the, the butt stuff in particular though oh and uh as far as the butt shots or whatever the fuck he was talking about he's like oh yeah elliot will do it because he's a man or something like that i was like what the f- I don't. I also don't understand this bro culture where it's like, 
I, I, I couldn't be in a frat because it seems like everything Oof. they do is like super homoerotic, but like in the yes. name of like brotherhood. It's like, yeah, I don't need to like see your dick. I don't need to chug a shot of beer that has been on my or your rectum. Like this is disgusting and these types of people should be dead. Uh, whoa, yo. <laughs> Maybe they need to come out here for the Santana winds and hang out under some trees. <laughs> yeah, just uh, <laughs> and not not wearing a helmet, just stand there. Yes, we could just chop the tree down on top of them. That's not a bad idea. Uh, I don't understand why. First of all, bros are so anti-female in general. They're very much like they're pounding their chest, and they're, they they are the type of people that don't find women funny. But they're also so pro-anal. I don't understand this conundrum like what i don't understand this is like their recipe is it because they're they're maybe closeted and just acting out in different ways but why are they so anti-female and pro-anal is my question i i wonder the same thing and it's it's not like bros can't be reformed because if you look at jimmy kimmel's career he uh he's come a long way from his man show days but i i think still like deep in his heart he's still like has a love for butt stuff. Nuts and butts. It's all nuts and butts with them. I don't get it. <laughs> I'm with you, Lisa. <laughs> if, if you're a bro and you're listening to this and you're like, what's wrong with, you know, putting your butt on a dude's face while he's asleep? That's hilarious. I need you to get in contact with us or run into traffic. Either one is fine. <laughs> Boofers Anonymous. Oh, wait, that's a different thing. I think... Um, I, I would be remiss not to mention my sister. <laughs> I realize I'm like, I'm going to tiptoe around this whole anal sex thing. And I'm like, oh, well, she is the booth master. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Sorry. All right. Hi, Trice. So, uh, Bert, and I don't know, I guess some of his friends. By the way, Bert, I, Bert Kreischer sounds fine, but Bert as a name, sorry about that. Uh, it just dawned on me. Sorry, that was a real like stoner moment. <laughs> so speaking of stoned and not being stoned, they're doing Sober October, which I feel like October would have been so much better of a name. So right then I was like, ah, I can't listen to this anymore. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But what do you think about doing like, uh, well, we missed it for this month, but and I'm currently drinking <laughs> and a little bit hungover. So what do you think about doing uh, our own October? No sober. Uh. First of all, I think Sober October uh, is a good name. Uh, no offense, really? Lisa, but yours does not exactly roll off the tongue. October? It's a Sober October? Uh, I guess if you say it like, whatever. Fuck it. <laughs> <Anyway>. Fuck it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fuck it. We'll do it live. <laughs> I am. Uh, I think me and you stopped drinking for a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah, Didn't yeah. Didn't we there do this already? Oh, yeah, 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 we did. But then I don't know what happened. Anyway, I, uh, yeah. I think you couldn't commit. You couldn't take the stress or something of real life. <laughs> uh, I'm going to blame it on you. Uh, yeah, it I'm all for cool. this whenever you want to do it or if other okay. people want to do it. Because every now and then, like I've mentioned, I like to torture myself. And this is one of those things that I can do pretty easily. Uh, the first couple days or week or so is hard, but it's pretty easy after that. I'm not addicted or anything. 
you know what but, for me it is easy it's when it comes around to like say this month i'm like okay so thanksgiving i'm not gonna have wine on thanksgiving are you crazy and then christmas it's like all about parties and i'm not gonna drink at christmas time hell no but even though in january it's my birthday that month so usually i like to go do something that's revolves around drinking um i don't really need to let's do january jan sober <laughs> airy uh <laughs> Uh, yes, I, I think January could work. Um, but the thing I like about what they're doing is, well, first of all, they're all like comedians and they all have podcasts. And so I'm sure if you're fans of theirs, you can like listen in and get the updates on how they're doing and whatnot. But I like that it's uh, also a fitness thing involved mm. because of the Bert is fat thing with him and and. uh What's his name? Christina Pajitsky's husband. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever. The dude. You guys yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's – well, first of all, I like that they're – how it started and what they're doing. They Their bets are a little pricier than I would afford, you know. But I think it's ridiculous that any of them are getting into a fitness competition with Joe Rogan. Yeah, that's, that's like, true. <laughs> like – so you're essentially saying, oh, yeah, here's my money. Just take it now. Because you're not going to fucking beat Joe Rogan in a fitness competition? That's ridiculous. No. Okay. So I think we should do a fitness. Well, you don't have no weight to lose, though. So maybe I should do it with somebody else. <laughs> uh, actually, since I've been working out, I'm gaining weight, which I can only assume is muscle. So, uh, yeah, I don't think I'm going to win that part of it. So you're huge now? So you're going to give me your Armani suit? <laughs> I was about to do my Banya impersonation, but uh, you guys uh, don't want to hear that. Uh, yeah, uh, it's an Armani suit, never worn. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm huge, and uh, soup is not a meal. Oh, it's a meal. It counts. Um, also, God, that reminded me of one. Of, oh, yeah, master of your domain. That's another thing that we could do a bet on, but... Uh, <laughs> I think I would lose. <laughs> um, okay. So I do have one thing, a couple of things. So the whole Burt Kreischer fat thing is like, so it's sad that you kind of back yourself into a fat corner because now you're the one that's called fat all the time. And that must be really sucky. Um, but maybe that puts more pressure on you to work out and do a better job and I don't know, maybe people still keep calling fat, but also if you want to keep pulling your shirt up like a bro dude at a frat and have your belly hanging out, then I don't know what to tell you. Um, if I did that, I guess I would be asking for it. But also he attracts confrontational people and he's a negative magnet. And my whole life, I feel like I've been one of these people and I don't know what it is. I guess they just can feel it on me that they can just like walk all over me. I have doormat written across my forehead apparently. Um, but it surprises me that he is someone like this that attracts that sort of negative energy because not that he's a mean guy. He was very, a very good guest. I think he was very talkative, had lots of good stories, but he seems like he would be the kind of person to kind of bully people a little bit. Yeah. I don't know what it is about him. I, I think it's, I mean, he looks a certain way, but I think his personality is, like, very friendly. So maybe that's why people mm, think they can take advantage yeah. of him. Um, <clears throat> but as far as the fat thing and, like, lifting up his shirt, one of the reasons he mentioned that some network he did a special for 
they said essentially we wish you would have kept your shirt on that's how i feel i've <laughs> never heard his stand up and i never will because every uh-huh. picture i see of him is shirtless and i don't think it's normal for a married man with two young daughters to be living a lifestyle like the one that he leads or he you know claims Portrays, to, to right. portray yeah so I used to watch his show, Something's Burning, on All Things Comedy on YouTube, because uh, it's Bill Burr and Al Madrigal's channel, and I was like, oh, they're on his uh, they're on his show, and he's got a cooking show. I'll watch that. I've watched uh, maybe four of them, and then I just couldn't take it anymore. I find him to be super obnoxious when he's on and performing, which is what he does in this cooking show, and uh, shout out to Jen. We were she, she was texting us about this show. And I just couldn't handle it anymore. I hate that fucking party guy persona. Yes. And then when you hear him on a podcast like this, he's like a normal fucking guy. So I wish he would be more normal. And until he is that, I'm not interested in his whole shtick. Right. I wonder if he's sticking to the shtick because it's his thing or is it because he has to kind of be into that you know, he put himself in that box, so he has to stay in it. But I agree. Like, just seeing pictures of him, I thought, I'm never going to watch anything he's in or listen to anything he's on. It's not – it doesn't look like it would appeal to me. It seems very bro-dude and very – like, he's still living in the frat house mentality. And I, it's a real turnoff. But I know that that culture's out there, so it, obviously he's doing just fine. But it is the type of people that – like, the kind of men that don't find women funny, like I was saying, or the kind of – aggressive men that go after women that are funny women or it's like they're threatened and they target these people like going people that go after Allison or any woman that is funny I don't really understand that sort of bullying it's very that that I feel like he's part of that whole system (laughs) and he talked about that yeah but if you're looking for uh, a good show on all things comedy there's one called Wrists of Fury, where a comedian who is also a professional foosball player uh, challenges comedians to play foosball. Check that out. She's a lady. She's funny. It's a show. <laughs> check, check, check. Okay. I also was kind of surprised to hear that Bert is a father because he seems a little too immature to be one. But like you said, it's like his... I don't know. My voice just cracked. But... uh I like like you're saying he obviously just puts that out there as maybe his persona and at home maybe he's different but I like his the way he has fun in parenting because all in all parenting is really hard and stressful and the rewards are small but worth it but they're few and far between as well <laughs> and to have fun in parenting you have to have fun with it not to the point where you're bullying your kid which your kid, your kid could take it the wrong way, but I, I kind of like it. You, I think he's raising kids that are going to be strong enough to take whatever and just be like, okay, I, I don't have to be ultra sensitive. I feel like the new, the latest generation is these ultra sensitive, hypersensitive people that are insulted by any little thing. And I think for him picking on them in front of their friends or whatever he's doing is like, I feel like he's showing love and attention. And I think it seems positive to me. Yeah, I don't think he was really picking on his kids. I think I think one thing I will say is that his immaturity is perfect for raising children. <laughs> yes. Uh at least 
in the sense that you know he i guess he's like the good cop and i get i'm assuming his wife is going to be the the stricter one so um which yeah, is always it, fun it yeah it seems like uh he would be a fun dad. Uh, he seems to love his kids a lot, and that's good. I agree. So I was also surprised to hear his secrets about his childhood of wearing a loincloth and sort of being a wild boy and his collections. What was it? Some figurines that he collected. And I'm wondering if you have any of these secrets you'd like to share. Yeah, he said like figurine horses or something. Yeah, and like, I was like unicorns uh, or horses or something. I was like, okay, that's weird. Uh, no, I never wore a loincloth. I was always fully dressed. <laughs> like, I don't think, I don't think I, I like, even, even as a kid, like, I don't think I liked being like barefoot or like without socks or shoes, you know, like I'm not, oh. I'm very, I'm very like kind of buttoned up fussy. <laughs> fussy. Uh, <laughs> that was a better way of saying it. <laughs> yeah. I think I was like. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I, no, there's no like secret weird shit that I did as a kid. Like I wasn't like doing any jungle booking like he was. Apparently, what about you, Lisa? You walked around with wieners in your pockets and and puff paint on your clothes. <laughs> what is that weird? I was gonna say. I thought you were gonna say wieners in my butthole. <laughs> uh, you know, just a callback to Boof. But yes, wieners in my pockets. I guess that could be considered a collection. Uh, I do collect stuff now, but I feel like that's kind of a, f- a feminine thing and not really weird. It's an old lady thing. I've always felt like an old lady. I'm trying to think. Do I have any? Did I have any? I had. A, oh, you know what? I had a thing where I always had to wear boots when I was really young, but that's not that weird. But no matter what, I wanted to wear boots everywhere. Hmm. I mean, as far as collecting things, like I have collected stuff in the past, but not Ooh. like super seriously. It? Ceramic frogs. Pardon? ceramic frogs oh <laughs> no uh just like i don't know like kid shit i don't know pogs and like pokemon you know you gotta catch them all oh, okay but nothing like <laughs> like i don't have like a collection of like i don't know like i don't even know what people collect like stamps is for old people actually okay i have oh, oh here we go <laughs> i wouldn't call it a coin collection oh boy but my parents Whenever they would find foreign coins, they would give them to me. So I have, like... So if you need, like, the equivalent of, like, one penny from, like, India, I got you. But, like, nothing, like... Like, not any rare special coins. Just, you know, random weird-ass coins from a country that I've never been to. Uh, Are any... Do any of them have holes in the middle? And are they called... uh... Dang it! I was just going to pull one out of my butthole. Uh, I can't remember now. The David Putty. Kroner! Damn it! I was going to say curler, but I know that's a donut. (laughs) (laughs) Kroner. (laughs) Fuck, Jesus. Okay. I do have a a David Putty moment that happened to me. I dropped my car off to get get fixed, and it's close enough that I can just walk home. So I was walking past... (laughs) all the mechanics and they were singing the twix song <laughs> i'm like how could they know how could they know did they just normally sing give me a break I'm like this is like a, such that, a seinfeld moment right now that's the kit kat song lisa i was about to say what's the twix song uh, i mean the kit kat song this goes right back to the show all over again oh boy 
Uh, okay. Which it's is the one cookie. with yeah. the... <laughs> <laughs> we both go into <laughs> our side <laughs> I was going to say, which is the one with the chocolate in the commercial? <laughs> and then, Lisa, you're supposed to yell, they all have chocolate they in the commercial. <laughs> so then I can say, not Skittles. <laughs> sticking it. You're sticking it. Um, <laughs> okay. I can't. I, every single person's like, can you guys stop talking about Seinfeld like forever, please? Because... Yeah, people absolutely hate us. <laughs> okay. Oh, sorry. I've got tears. Okay. Uh, one last thing for Monday for me is uh, I don't know anything about, you know, pot is legal here i don't know the rules i don't know how any of that works not that i'm really needing to but you know when the law has changed you kind of want to know what's going on (laughs) and the fact that you can travel with one ounce of weed is like i feel like i'm living in the twilight zone this is actually a thing (laughs) yes i recently read about this because lax is now allowing you to travel with an ounce of weed as you said but uh, i was reading a thing saying like if you live in a state where marijuana is legal, it still may be a problem because TSA in Colorado is going to still hassle you if they find it. Mm. So, uh, yeah, just be aware of the laws of the places you're going. And uh, I don't know if you're uh, going to travel with some marijuana, maybe you should boof it. <laughs> the salt and pepper song just popped into my head. <laughs> Okay. Instead of push it. All right. Should we talk about... Oh. Oh, I got the reference, Lisa. I know. I don't know why I feel like I need to spell it out for you. You're in that culture. Wow. (laughs) Okay. So, the Thursday show. We were her little gummy lifesaver. Sint. 5% hard seltzer is hitting me now. Sent in by Nikki Collier on Patreon. Once again, she did not take a seasonal carb as she requested us to. And um, gummy lifesavers. I actually, that's part of the candy mix, the cheapo candy mix that I got for Halloween this year. And when I saw that it was part of that, I'm like, ooh, it's not something I would normally go out and get. But the fact they were in there and they're like the big giant ones, I'm like, oh, I'm going to, I think I'm going to eat those out of my cheapo mix. But also, kind of a boring carb oh my god excuse me i'm not gonna say it's boring carb it's uh kind of unexpected and i think unexpected that's That's a better way of saying it i think that's what made it so appealing to her because i also like gummy lifesavers but i never think of them like i don't even know where you would find them or buy them no i never see them i just accidentally bought them the other day i'm like oh (laughs) it's a nice little so, yeah, there's no guaranteed way to get your carb picked, but that's why no. I say you got to go with it. You just got to go with your heart, whatever carb you're yeah. feeling right now. You can't try to bank on alliteration anymore. You can't try no. to, you know, guess the season, right. you know, what well, she's going to like. Well, I sent in four. That I tried to, like, cover my bases because I knew Greg Keller was going to be on. So, of course, I put four avocados because that's kind of, like, on the nose but boring. You know what and I then, was going to send in actually what? was a Dodger dog, but fucking Patreon oh. 
on the iPhone kept crashing, and they haven't updated it yet, so I can't even go on to Patreon right now. That is like the most overrated hot dog, but what a great carb to send in. That's perfect. It's because Greg was there and he I loves know. those goddamn that's, Dodgers. See, that's better. That would have been less on the nose. Mine's like four avocados. <laughs> um, and I know that Allison commented on one of my pictures on Instagram because I we had flan the other day. And so I was like, okay, I'll do some mini caramel version of that because that might pique her interest. And what else? Oh, shoot. There was something that was seasonal, I think, that I put on there. And then I also put Becky Milliner's butterscotch haystacks because i'm like she's been putting it on there for a very long time and nobody's she's not read it so i'm like i'm gonna throw that one out to becky um also nikki collier sent in uh coconut haystacks and i'm like if she picks coconut haystacks over the butterscotch haystacks there's gonna be a fighting <laughs> yeah i think uh that that's a surefire way to not get picked unfortunately uh, yeah. yeah most likely oh that just reminded me of a dream i had oh sorry okay uh, so one they... time I had a dream that the hamburger <laughs> was eating me and my teeth were all wooden. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Every time this is not me doing something inappropriate or saying anything inappropriate, but still, I still see Dr. Chen shaking her head <laughs> when we talk about Seinfeld. Oh, hopefully laughing. Cause it's fucking funny. Um, so this was a very special Thursday episode because Greg Heller was returning. I was excited about that. Uh, I was excited to see the dynamic between he, between him and Renee. And then also on top of it, Allison decided to do the Patreon live stream this month um, during the show, which I thought was very cool and special. Although it's being it being so late, I don't think a lot of people could have joined in, but it's still I mean, I was like, I'm watching this thing. I just can't believe how long how late they start the show and how long it goes for, which makes sense, but when she asks for the carb, it's usually at like five or six o'clock and they don't record till like eight, it seems like. Or at least they did this time. Yeah, I think uh I mean that's a good way to do it because it gives people plenty of time to send in their carbs. It's not like a you know, like first come, first served you know Clearly. you get we have like two minutes and then i'm picking one so uh i think that's good a good amount of time and then she can kind of forget about it until the show is about to start uh yeah it is later than i would think because i think the day that i went it was at seven oh, right, right. but i don't i don't remember exactly i could be wrong wait you've been to her house not anymore she just moved but um i so I was hoping it started right at, uh, it was nine o'clock my time and I had to go to work. I usually leave around nine fifteen or so. So I was like, at least I can watch like 15 minutes of it. But sure enough, they didn't start until like nine fifteen. So I literally get in my car, hit refresh. And then I see their faces and I was like, Oh my God. So yeah, I drove to work while staring at my phone half the time when they were setting up, I believe. I heard Dax's voice. When I first heard his voice, I thought Dustin Goot was there. And if we recall, he he mentioned that he does like some kind of digital advertising or something mm. and video streaming or something. So I was like, oh, my God, she got him to do the live stream. 
And I think during the setup, Dax turned the laptop around and I was like, who the fuck is that guy? But uh, <laughs> I think he was a, a great addition chiming in and making sure to keep them informed of what was going on in the chat room, which I'm so bummed that I couldn't be part of, but at least I got to watch the show. Yeah, you know what? There were a couple of things that I would have changed about uh, this live stream. Uh First of all, she didn't really say, hey, send in your questions during the live stream. There wasn't really any any sort of guidelines. So I just felt like, well, we'll just chat back and forth. And at a certain time or a certain point, I just thought that the chat room wasn't working because I feel like it was just me <laughs> making comments and talking because that's kind of what we always do during the live streams. Even if she's not reading it, like when she, her and Jenna were doing theirs, we just would all kind of be talking. Uh, I was talking to Scott Marquez and then... Uh, and Jen was was talking on there, but it seemed like there weren't wasn't a lot of interaction. And I saw that there were about t- between twenty nineteen and twenty one people at any given time during that. Um, also, I think some people seemed like they were having trouble with the chat. They they mentioned that, but I was also simultaneously texting with Doctor Jen, so that was kind of like another layer because like during it, I thought I texted her. I said I don't think that greg is really meshing well with renee like they didn't seem to like each other and then all of a sudden it was like okay it was just because they don't really know each other and then it like really clicked at the end so because we know how greg is he could be judgmental and just like make his mind up about somebody pretty quick and i thought oh he's gonna like not be nice but then it was awesome they were great together and my other thing i didn't like about the live stream is she used to do it through facebook wasn't it I think it was Facebook or whatever it was that she did before where when you do the rewatch, you can see all the chat. And I think that's a, a better idea for, especially for something like this, because when you want to go see it, you want to see what's going on in the chat room. I mean, that's a huge part of it, I think. Oh, sorry. I accidentally was on mute and I said, yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, on YouTube, you can still turn on live comments. So they'll come up as they would have during the oh, actual really? show. Yeah, uh, so oh. check for that setting somewhere. But I think Renee did seem like a bit standoffish at first. She was kind of like, I think Letting she... him be the star, kind of. Yeah, because like she said, when they mentioned that he was there, she said, oh, the legend. And so I think she knows that people are excited Greg is back on. So she kind of wanted to give him room. After a while, when she started chiming in more, that... Greg warmed up to her a bit and they did get along really well. So hopefully, and also now that Greg is unemployed, apparently, Mm, hopefully he'll be back on more often. I know the more he was talking about like, yeah, I just surf and I just cook and like do whatever. I'm like, so you can be on the show is what you're saying. Yeah. (laughs) In other words. Uh, Also a little bit of behind the scenes stuff from the live stream. Obviously they cut this part out, but it, it was very cool to, I know you've already sat at the table, but it was very cool to sit. The point of view of the camera was basically like you're sitting at the table. So that was very cool. But at first they didn't know how to do it. And so they went and found a lazy Susan. So there's a whole conversation about lazy Susans. That was funny. And so they used that to kind of uh, turn the camera around and look at people. But also I noticed that Jeff uh, seemed a little camera shy. I don't think he wanted to be a part of it. I don't know if you thought that as well. You know, I got that too. And I thought when Renee asked, oh, can we turn that into like a jingle or like a house song? And then she said, Jeff, do you have those skills? He just said, no. I thought it was like, yeah, it was very Jeff's yeah. in a mood. 
That's what I was thinking. I think I even texted that to Jen. I'm like, he seems very curmudgeonly on this episode. Uh, I don't know if it's because of the camera or if he was just, you know, because it was an extra thing, the live stream. Also, in the beginning, we couldn't hear the jingle or the drops during the live stream. So they had to kind of uh, take a pause and and Dax fix that so that, but you know, it was an extra thing, you know, for Jeff to have to do. And then they had to move seats. And so that was another thing. But. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. Whatever. I I got that same vibe. I was like, mm. <laughs> yeah. I hope it was just that Jeff is all business and he was yeah. concerned about doing a good job. Let's say that. And it's not that he secretly hates Renee and or Greg, <laughs> and or Dax and I or think... us. <laughs> I think he just hates Greg. <laughs> uh, just kidding. I, if you're listening, Jeff, we love you, especially me. Um. So you're talking about the big wonder fest, which is the big adventure fest. And Allison announced that she's going to have Jordan Morris, Travis McElroy and Michael Rosas on the show. So uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be so much fun. I'm glad that she's having Jordan Morris on because it'll be, I don't know if she's going to have Daniel and Greg chime in like usual, or if it's going to be like sketch fest, which was kind of, it was awesome to have the guests that she had, but I kind of wanted to see a Thursday show and that was a little bit more fun. Yeah. um, Either way, I think it'll be a great show. Uh, Do you have songs picked out for this episode already? I have one song because uh, Greg mentioned (laughs) Rick Springfield and yes, (laughs) Okay, I thought you were going to use that one. Um, another one I thought you could use was uh, the Prince song about Raspberry Beret uh, because he was talking about secondhand stores. Um, or now you, I was thinking you could use a Michael Rosas song because oh. one of my favorite... Uh, one, every time she mentions him, I have this memory of one of her previous live shows. He played the Bee Gees' Staying Alive and oh, he talks yeah. about how I mean, at the end he sounds like like a monkey. <laughs> so I don't know if you can uh, insert that here or at the end. Who knows? You know, I always stick things in the end. <laughs> oh, sorry. You're like, I'm just <clears throat> not even going to go. You couldn't uh. see my face, but I was <laughs> I was doing your favorite uh, gif of the guy blinking. <laughs> like, oh, uh. <laughs> oh, I was going back to uh, um, Salt and Pepper again. So they talked. Uh, let's see. We got a visual of the coyote hazing, which was special for us us live stream people. Um, I am curious to hear how people feel about listening to the show and not being a part of the live stream because like obviously for us it was like a whole I mean I watched it twice and then I listened to the show and it was it you know it was I don't know it was cool for me obviously and for you to sit you know to watch it but I'm curious to know like the people that just listened if it was distracting at all but I, I think that Dax did a good job of like letting there be flow in the conversation not interrupting obviously and then Allison had a good way of just inserting certain things Yeah. um, Oh, and I heard that one of the comments you made was I must or that this is the view that Mm. I am used to or something like that. Uh, And no, it was not because where I was seated was actually in a corner. Why 
Nobody puts baby in a corner. And I was between where Allison and Jeff were and then Allison and Daniel because he got up and moved. Uh, but then when I was actually on the show, I was in Greg's chair. So this was a completely new aspect or view for me as well. Ah, so you got to see where you were sitting instead. Yeah. Okay. Um, fuck you. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, so Allison received an email regarding Sopapillas and Sopes, and it was obviously we all talked about that last week. And I'm surprised if she didn't get more than one. But during the live stream, it was very funny to watch Griggs cringing while she mispronounced Sopes. And just kept saying soaps, and he did not want to interrupt, but then it was like, okay. I, but the chat in between, I was just like, oh, God. <laughs> just watching Greg, you could tell he was just like, I just need to get in there and say it. And when he did, everyone was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I felt the same way. I was like, soaps? I don't even remember hearing that on the David Huntsberger thing. But I was like, thank God Greg is there. Yes. And then, you know, I think – we talked a little bit about Jeff maybe just wanting to make it a really good show. His drop game was on. He was, I mean, from the very beginning with the Allison drop plop at the beginning with just when they're testing it out. Did they, That was on the actual show, right? I think they, it was, yeah. Oh, yeah, because they were changed. That's right. Okay, so that was awesome. And then just... Everything that he did, it was like, I think he was just waiting for those perfect moments. And I feel like he delivered in so many ways, like hearing all the best Greg drops. And then this part when they were talking about Sopapias and then it was all these hashtag Al drops. And the way that Greg was tickled by hearing those, I just loved that whole thing. Same. Yeah, Jeff was on point. Uh, We got to hear so many drops that like even hashtag Al, which we don't hear as much anymore. And so, yeah, it was great. I like in the beginning, you know, Allison was really trying to almost sell Greg to Renee, where it's like, well, he got kicked out of Busy Phillips' office, and Greg's just like, no, it's not, it's not like that. And she's like, well, she he peed himself at a Bruce Springsteen concert. He's like, well, that's unrelated. It was like she really wanted, <laughs> you know, Renee to see the wonder that is Greg. But then I think once he retold the Venice Farmer's Market Sorel mantra story I think that that I think that's kind of when they started kind of rolling together and and it was a uh, okay this is this is Greg this is why we love him being on the show yeah and this this just made me think uh Lisa you're always talking about wanting to get into transcendental meditation and little did you know you don't have to pay thousands of dollars you can just go to this farmer's market and pay a couple <laughs> bucks and this hippie dude will be your leader and give you a mantra and possibly try to sleep with you. Well, I'm not blonde or 18, but, you know, uh, maybe if he's really stoned and squints his eyes really hard. <laughs> but multiples of 18, it's like a threesome. Oh, multiples of 18. <laughs> if you divide, divide me in three, there's at least. <laughs> uh so don't think I didn't check out Venice Farmer's Market. I think I think he may have twisted it a little bit, though, because he said, I always go on Sunday to the Ven- Venice Farmer's Market. That Farmer's Market's only on Friday. So I think he's leading us in a little different direction, but whatever. I'm sure there is one on, on Sundays in his area. And I'm very interested in this sorrel, sorrel, lettuce. It sounds like that could really help me lose some weight. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, maybe he is trying to, he knows that we're psychos, <gasps> and he knows a couple of us are coming from out of town soon, and he's like, I don't want them to know where I'm actually going to be. So Every he's, Sunday. He's, yeah, it's a misdirection, but um, yeah, I've never heard of this or had it. Uh, I'm not big in the salad world, but yeah, this sounds delightful. <laughs> <Besides tossed. laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, it sounds great. If I ever see it in the supermarket, uh, I'll be sure to walk right by it. Oh, jeez. I mean, uh, I would try it, but what I'm saying is I walk by all the vegetables. Oh, right. I This just sounds kind of perfect because it already has flavor. And he was saying you just add a little salt and pepper, a little olive oil, and it's just a salad already. And I think that's, that's kind of cool. Um, also, he and Renee connected on a yoga level, and I like that she got to retell her her uh, Lululemon story, which went in a little bit more detail, but but not a lot. But I think she really set the stage for a really funny story, and Greg really seemed to enjoy that as well. But the but I think doing yoga is another thing that we needed to start doing. <laughs> funny you mentioned that <laughs> because on Twenty One Day Fix Extreme that I'm currently doing my second round of uh, today is Yoga Day, so. Yeah, it's, you know, it's funny because yoga, you don't think of it as like a workout workout. And the way they use it in this workout program, they call it active recovery days. So you're being active, but you're not like, you know, really doing anything strenuous. Uh, but it's great. It, it You do feel calmer after. You feel better. You're hmm. nice and limbered up for whatever activities you're going to get into. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, let's go to a yoga class. Okay. I also love that Allison took one yoga class and gave up. I was like, yeah, I didn't do anything. So, basically, it sucks. <laughs> okay. So, I don't think I could do an hour or hour and a half or whatever she said of yoga. Like, that seems boring as fuck. And, like... I don't understand what any of these moves are called, so I need, like, a real beginner's class. Like, even in this thing, you know, they're like, we're going into birds of paradise. And I'm like, bitch, explain that shit to me, because I don't fucking know. So I <laughs> Sounds like a really good drink, though. <laughs> so I'm just, I have to, like, keep looking at the screen and, like, oh, I this oh. leg is over this leg, and you're upside down. And, I, like, I, I really need a like yoga for dummies kind of class but yeah Same. an hour hour and a half that's way too long i'm thinking 30 45 minutes is perfect yeah i i could do an hour max i don't i don't understand an hour and a half of doing that but i feel like with an hour 45 of it is or 30 of it's probably actual yoga versus like 15 minutes of warm up 15 minutes of cool down i don't know i i know a lot about exercise classes <laughs> Okay, um, so I was really happy that Dax asked asked some of my questions, and you know what? We'll talk about this later. Do you have anything else from Thursday before we go on to our favorite JMOs? We haven't mentioned Daniel at all. Did he do anything? Uh, let's see. You know, he had a lot of fun stories. I just think that he was really a fun part of the show, but I can't think of anything specific. I mean, just... The fact that he took so much Spanish and that a lot of people, a lot of women hate him, <laughs> and Allison was very surprised by that, that was interesting. Okay, yeah, that reminds me. Is First of all, we need to see the Juanes Azul, as he puts it, because that sounds <laughs> fucking hilarious. Uh, and his teacher, <laughs> I can't imagine, like, 
I, c- I can understand being a teacher and like these kids can be annoying. I know I hate children, but I, I can't imagine getting to the point where like I like hate a student so much for something that is like relatively <laughs> harmless. I grew like I, I grew up in schools where like kids wanted to fight the teachers. So like I think there's like a different level of of annoying children, you know, so I don't know. She got off easy. But I wonder why women hate Daniel. I have the opposite problem. I think old women love me uh, for the most part. Uh, that's probably why we get along, Lisa. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I'm joking. You're not old. Yet. Mm-hmm. What, what age is that or is it a mental thing? Because I'm, I'm curious to know what I'm heading for. Uh, how old are you now? 43? Two? Damn it. Two. <laughs> uh no it's because i i go off of allison's age and i think you're one younger so uh let's see when do you turn old uh when you start wearing knee braces which i uh wear one so okay and not just for bjs got it okay oh wait that's (laughs) those are knee pads Yeah, I imagine I would have to do that if I, need, if I was doing that. Okay, uh, yeah. So, um, what, uh, did you pick a favorite JMO by any chance? Uh, I did not. There were plenty of JMOs I could talk about, but I do recall you sent one in. I did send one in. Uh, um, I'm always reading between three and five books, and it causes me to not finish them as fast, obviously. But I just there's so many books that I want to read that I can't. Like, I'm so excited to start a new book, and then I'm reading it, and I thought, okay, I need to read this book. But I do like that Greg's kind of rule is to just have, like, two books going, one nonfiction, one fiction, which I can understand. You're in the mood for one thing or the other, but I don't know. How how are you on reading books? (laughs) Uh, As you know, I'm trying to read one per month, and I am doing terribly right now. I have been stuck on a relatively short book uh, for quite a while now, and I think... Uh, once the month rolls into November, I think I have to read two to catch up, but I'm about 80% through this book right now. And for some reason, I just can't, I I don't think this book is really, although it's good, I don't think it's like really keeps me coming back. The only reason I do go back is because I know I have to finish it, uh, with my self-imposed, uh, resolutions, but I, cannot read two things at once because then i'll just never read because then there's gonna be one i like more than the other but if they both suck then i'm gonna feel doubly unmotivated to read so yeah one at a time so i can i think that's just how i am i'm more i can't multitask i think it i think having more than one makes me read more because now i'm like oh god i've got so many i need to catch up on but but then you're right though once it gets to past three i'm like Okay, should I just start a whole new book over again? <laughs> Something different and just read one? So it could be a little bit too much. But yeah, I, I'm glad you didn't mention anything about my fake books. But uh, this also led... I wanted to ask Greg Heller if he read his mom's book. So I sent that question in and Dax was nice enough to ask. And Greg's look on his face was like yes i've read it and he's not really into romance novels which leads me to believe that maybe he really didn't read it (laughs) and just judged it by the cover uh (laughs) well i i think he did read it i believe him 
Yeah, it's not exactly... I don't know. It's Maybe that's just how romance novels are nowadays. They're more... You know, they're they're less uh, heavy on the sex. And I think it's funny that he mentioned that there was discussions between the family about whether there should be an oral sex scene. I, I don't remember there being one. So I, I guess whoever was, you know, on that side, they won out. But uh, I feel like it could have used a bit a bit more uh, steamy scenes. So maybe the sequel. Yes, it could have used a little bit more. If this is what romance novels are about, then there's this is very sad. <laughs> For uh, sex lives. Um, but I thought it was cool that they're donating all of their proceeds to ALS. Is that what it was? They're I, donating it to charity. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Which, just another reason that if you haven't read it, you should. Because it's a nice, light read. Like Greg said, if he was into romance novels, he would really enjoy it. Uh, so... Yeah, check it out, and the money's going to a good cause. It's super cheap on Amazon, September somewhere, and then you can listen to our episode about it and know what the fuck we're talking about. Speaking of that, this is a, a late shout-out, but 74 people listen to that wow. <laughs> on SoundCloud. I don't know about on iTunes or any other podcast catchers. Is that what they're called? Okay. <laughs> Apparently, I just I just got old. <laughs> it just happened. Yeah. Okay. The JMO that I picked, uh, Dr. Jen would have killed me if I didn't pick it because she got a JMO red, so we have to talk about it. Uh, she likes making a grocery list, but when at the store, doesn't like to check the list to make sure she got everything before she leaves. It's too much pressure. I feel like this is fast and loose, Jen. Fast and loose. Uh, I... I do make a list and I always am checking it 300 times. Like I forget the five things I needed to come in and get, which is good that I have a list, but uh, I do double back a lot because I'll forget that what I was going towards, but I do the whole Renee thing. Like I'm going in for five things and doesn't write a list. And it's like a test on her brain. I don't think I could do that because when I go in, it's like pretty much at eight fifteen in the morning, I've just dropped off the kids on time luckily and just like rolled into the grocery store so where are you about where are you on this uh much like renee i think i never have that many items on the list so i think what i should start doing now is i should make a list of what i have so i could write down like four eggs uh 12 slices of bread you know and then i i know about <laughs> how much stuff i need to buy to get through to the next week because i go every friday uh unless i can't then you know i go on the weekend but uh yeah i think i, sh I, I should start doing the opposite but i do like the mental exercise of counting how many items you're missing but uh, I don't think I'm going to do that. But I do I do like that. It's kind of fun. And I, I feel like I do that on my own anyway because I'm like, am I forgetting something else? And then I can't <sighs> think of anything. But And I do a lot of times what Greg does. In general, sometimes I already know what I'm going to be getting. So I just get all the same things all the time anyway. But there are certain times I need certain things and I write it down. And then sometimes I'll think, oh, I'll remember that other thing. I don't need to write it down. And I never remember it. So I, there's no way I'm going to try and play mental games with myself at the grocery store it's just not going to turn out very well so i you know i tried to do that last time 
And I ended up doubling up on two things. I still had like a pretty full carton of eggs and I bought a brand new. Oh my God, Lisa. (laughs) Uh, And I bought more yogurt and I looked down in the fridge and I was like, oh fuck, it was just down there the whole time. (sighs) So I doubled up on a few things, but it was fine. Uh, So you don't just write IOUs for your neighbor? (laughs) For half a can of soda? I I don't know the neighbors, but uh, yeah, that's, it's like a mooching (laughs) inventory. Uh, one other JMO comment, uh, when they read Megan's JMO about tampons, I texted, uh, Dr. Jen and I said, oh, that JMO's already, that's already been a JMO before, which as we know, after doing the show, this happens a lot. It's just common. Uh, and I, in my mind, I thought, I think it was like a, I think it was a B slam and I don't know why, cause it seems like it was just right at that time. So I thought I'm going to look it up and guess who it was. Was it you? Nope. Was it Megan? It was super fan Megan sending in sending in the same channel. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, in that case, I'm all for it. But you say it got read on air. Yes, oh. two years ago. No, sorry, 2015. <laughs> it's oh. a very similar JMO that she wrote, and I'm like, wow, she's very tampon centric. I think that's that's cool. And actually, that JMO is what made me. Start buying only one size, not all three. <laughs> Just buying one size and stocking up, which I never did before. Like every month, I'm like, really? I'm doing this again? <laughs> so I started stocking up and just having them and not having emergency situations. So, so thank you. It's funny you mention that because I feel like, okay, so I don't know about uh, tampons, but mm-hmm. I feel like uh, when you buy Band-Aids and they give you like, Oh, the yes. big box of like 10 different sizes. I'm like, when am I going to use this one? Like, what am I like? I have a fucking hatchet <laughs> in my neck or something. Like, what am I going to use this gigantic thing for? I'm always mad at the tiny circle one. I'm like, the tiny circle one? Who's using the fucking tiny circle one? I, in a I, pinch, I, maybe. I imagine that's... When I, when I nick myself shaving my beard. Yeah, I think it's for <laughs> either shaving or like you popped a pimple that you're trying to hide. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's like, they give you like these gigantic ones and I'm like, I'm like, I never like, what am I like out skateboarding or something? Like I got like a big fucking road rash on my arm or something. So I'm like, I just need like regular fucking band-aids cause I almost never wear them anyway. So I just buy the one regular, what you think of when you think of a band-aid. Yeah. Normal. But yeah, as far as tampons, I don't know, just shove a cork in there. Oh my God. Well, basically it is <laughs> but a cork without a string is a lost item <laughs> so um well, lisa you can recycle all those old corks from your 12 <laughs> wine bottles you buy every week <laughs> this is a new business if i ever heard one reusable corks <laughs> that is sustainable <laughs> okay um and you can make floors out of it too so you can maybe reuse it after <laughs> Oh boy, that's uh, what that's is like a crime scene in here. Yeah, this is a outtake from The Shining. All of a sudden, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I guess that's a good place to end it. I will leave this show with a little tease. At the end of the live stream, Allison ends the show. The theme song's playing, and then you see her mouthing. Oh, like, oh, sorry. Oh, or oh, no. Like her look on her face was an oh, no face. And so luckily I got to talk to Dax yesterday and asked him what exactly happened at that moment. And you're going to have to listen to the episode to find out. I know you're riveted. (laughs) 
I actually am. I'm like, I I could see their their mouths moving, but I was like, I want to hear what's going on. Yeah, so you're going to have to tune in to the next episode. It's super special. All right, if you want to be a part of this show, email bffancast at gmail.com. Follow me at jmos and pffs. Oh, one last thing. When Greg was putting out his plugs, he said he was at Zanera Park and at JMOs and BFFs. And I'm like, oh, I'm using that. <laughs> yeah, I, okay, that reminds me. I don't know, he just knows your guys' Twitter handles that he just, they just came to his mind. That's awesome. Because he wasn't like looking at his phone or something, was he? Were you guys, he wasn't like in he... the chat room? Looked over, I think, at the list of JMOs that were read. Ah, yes. You're so right. you kind of see him look over and say that. Although when we met him at uh, Podfest, he knew us all by our Twitter handles at that time because we were always talking and you know at, adding him to the conversation. So like he knew you, he knew Megan, he knew me. It was like it was cool that he was like looking at your face and like, oh, you're this person on Twitter. It was like, oh, that's really cool. So. I'll pretend like that's what it was. He just rattled it off the top of his head. All right. Follow me at, or follow the show at BFNCast. And where can we find you, Lil Ralphie? Uh, you know, I'm not going to tell you where to find me on Twitter. I'm going to suggest a charity, a charity that you check out. It is called The Human Fund. It is <laughs> money for people. Uh, that's thehumanfund.org. Probably. <laughs> and or I took a giant swing of water and I'm like, oh, he's going to go into a real charity. What are you talking about? That is a real charity. I'm or, looking at the card right now in front of me. Yeah. Uh, if you get a donation card uh, this Christmas from me, it's probably for the human fund. And uh, or you could just give me the money directly and I'll, uh, you know, I think I would be a kick ass philanthropist. I think so too. Also, James Leroy Wilson is collecting money for his birthday for a charity. Uh, sticking it to the man, and I love it. So, all right. BFFs, you're the fucking best. Thank you and good night. Here we go. Ready? Two, three.
Somebody help me Somebody help me, yeah Life's going nowhere Somebody help me, yeah Fuck yeah. Music loud and women want to be kicked around. I was born and now it's alright. I'm okay. You can look the other way. And we can try to understand the New York Times effect on men. Whether you're a brother or whether you're a mother, you're staying alive. Staying alive. Feel the city breaking and everybody's shaking and we're staying alive. Staying alive. Ha ha ha. Uh oh. Staying alive. Almost lost it.